Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Tried by Fire podcast, the podcast that I have quit a hundred times. <laughs> True. And I'm still here. There's just a fire within my bones, and I could not stay. Somewhere in the Bible it says that. I think it's I think it's Jeremiah. But welcome. We're on our eleventh episode. Um, Number eleven. That's crazy. Uh, oh, I mean, crazy-ish. I mean, it's been we've done this for eleven weeks. You think about it, that is kind of crazy. But eleven episodes isn't that big. We can go bigger. Let's go forever. Why not? I mean, we have the power. We have the the will and the way. So why not? Uh, as long as God would have me to do it, I will continue to do it. And I will keep telling myself I quit. And then God will keep bringing me back. So mm-hmm. here we are. And we got <laughs> we got quite, quite the episode ahead of us. Um, I, let's just, you know, let's start. Let's start by just saying what the podcast is about. In case you're new here, welcome. Uh, our podcast is geared towards uh, f- just our personal lives uh, first, and then uh, we talk about some serious uh, things that have happened in the last couple weeks or last week or so, and uh, uh, I share my thoughts. I ask you to share your thoughts, which none of you usually do. There's a couple of you that do, um, but I would like you to, to share your thoughts on social media. That's what this is for. Share your thoughts. Tell us what you think. Let me adjust this some strange reason it wasn't properly uh, the camera if you're listening via podcast you're like what are you adjusting uh we have a camera we have a visual as well you can watch it via video but uh Mm -hmm. you can call in to anchor if you have anything that you'd like to say any comments or questions um that's the best way to voice your opinion is through anchor not only um can you voice your opinion through it you leave us a message i can put that into the next podcast and then we can talk about that particular thing i think that was i think it's a great way to to be able to have uh people's voices heard and it's a good way to be able to answer questions that you guys have or just just hear comments that you guys have um whether negative or positive go ahead and leave them i'd like to hear them and i'd like to put them in the podcast i think it'd be fun um, we also have devotionals out, so you can pre-order that. Uh, the new faithful devotional has been, uh, submitted online, so you can actually start reading that on our website, um, so check that out, and then, uh, you can pre-order the, the Tried by Fire devotional, which is available, and then we have social media stuff and things, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, on YouTube. We have the Conclusion Series, which is a series uh, going through the Book of Ecclesiastes. And uh, Episode 6 is officially out as of Monday, so uh, you should check that out. It's a good help uh, um, just for your ministry needs. It goes through some uh, just some personal things, and it, and it helps you relate to the Book of Ecclesiastes, particularly to Solomon and the things that are going on. Also... This month, we're every last Tuesday of every month from here on out, hopefully, <laughs> we'll have a what I'm calling food vlog. Less biblical, just more of our personal life as well as us making food. I mean, who yeah. doesn't like food? So come check that out. Anything else? So we're working on getting shirts, too, made. Um, so, yeah, with things opening back up, 
we have the opportunity, although as we'll get into in a minute, it's a little bit more difficult still. So, uh, yeah. Anything else? Mm -mm. All right. Well, let's start with the first segment to kind of give some uh, alleviation from what is to come. <laughs> uh, the first segment that I've called Dad Joke of the Day. It's where I give a dad joke today. Okay. I got to make sure I explain it. Mm -hmm. Today's joke is that uh, you have not heard yet, and I think it, that's, it'll make it funnier because you haven't. Okay. What concert costs just 45 cents? What? 50 cent featuring Nickelback. Okay. That's good. That's a good dad joke. Come on. That's funny. Yeah, that was the dad joke of the day. That was a good dad joke. Mm -hmm. I feel like I, I really hit the nail on the head with that one. Imagine a concert like that, though. Just them two. <laughs> yeah, that would be a strange concert, strange collaboration. Um, all right, well, let's get into the topics. If you don't know how this is structured, we usually talk about our personal life throughout the week, what we experienced this last week personally, uh, what's going on with our family, stuff like that. Then we get into two of the most trying topics of the week. Those are usually the, the, the more controversial topics, and people uh, uh, are uh, upset or confused about those things, um, and those are usually the, 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 the topic of discussion. And then... Uh, this last topic, this time, I'm going to talk to you a little more personally about something just to think about during this, uh, during this week, uh, weekend, um, especially as we gear towards the Lord's Day so, mm -hmm. and the next podcast. So, uh, yeah, it'll be a little bit different. But uh, first topic, we got the screen fixed. It's yeah. been official. It's done. I, the, the, the phone is, is brand, basically brand new, and it doesn't have a scratch on it. We sent back the other screen. They emailed me last night, and they said, we got your screen. You no longer have to do anything. And uh, it was just, yeah, it was, it was just sweet victory is what it was. And it felt, it felt great. It felt great not only to finish the screen, which was scary in itself because we didn't have tape. Because the, the, the old adhesive that they sent us was dried out because of the stuff. We tried to heat it up and, and it just not, nothing worked. So we, we found some double-sided tape and we used that and it's, it's staying. Yeah, it's, no. it's, it's working and it's doing its job and I'm excited. It's crazy. I'm babying that phone. Good. Um, so yeah, that's fixed in case you were concerned, which I'm sure none of you were. But yeah, I was. Okay. It costs money and... Uh, and it's been broken for I don't know how long, and it's all our only means of conversation when she's you know at work or wherever, especially during this time. I know. We need a phone. So. But it's okay. I know majority of you guys listening probably don't care about my personal is issues, but my phone is. I mean, that's stupid. That's to say, to, anyone to, to does honest, listen. I, I know it's true. <laughs> We're talking to, honest, to ourselves. Talking about my phone is stupid. But no, it's not. Yeah, it's, it is. it's part of our life. It is part of our life. That's they want to hear about. part of our life. We're giving it to them. Anyway, um, something it's, else. It's minor, but yeah. Um, something else that's somewhat exciting is uh, mm. um, churches open. Yeah. Churches have opened. Um, yes. We have not gone. No. But churches have opened, and, and so we have the opportunity to be able to go. We're planning on this the right time. I'd like God to lead us into that, and. 
um, churches are open. It's It's been very strange because we're like all separated and you can't talk to anybody and you can't fellowship with anybody. Uh, basically, you you stand six feet apart when you enter and you enter into this line and you get in and then you, you sit. Check. Yeah, you got to get your temperatures checked. And then you, you sit completely opposite from each other. You don't talk to each other. You don't look at each other. <laughs> it's basically just doing the same thing but in the church uh, that you're doing at home. But uh, so, I mean, that to me, it just kind of defeats the purpose of church. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, it teach its own, I guess. Uh, I would like to go when I'm able to actually shake people's hands and, and say hi and, and, and talk to people. Um, that's, that's, I mean, how, how do you worship together without worshiping together? Yeah. There's no offerings. Well, there is offerings, but you have to go to the back and, and everyone, you know, got to put it in this like thing, this box, and, and then they like spray it down and, and then they spray down the auditorium after every hour and there's like seven different services and it's usually this whole thing. So, um, yeah, it's open, but it's yeah. not, if that makes sense. And then last week, last Wednesday, uh, actually last Tuesday, just before bed, Eva was like, I get the feeling that uh, my work is going to call me soon. And yeah, I'm gonna literally to that work. night before. And then that morning, Wednesday morning, they called and yeah. said, hey, we need you here. Yeah, that night before, I I put my phone on loud because I always have my phone on vibrate. I put it on loud, put it all the way up just in case. <laughs> so I put it down. And then boom, the next morning, I got a phone call. And I couldn't grab my phone because it fell on the floor somehow. And then... I called them back and they didn't answer. And then I got a voicemail saying, oh, call back at this number because we're not answering the store phone number. And then, yeah. So I, I went in that day and I was there all day. I'd like to talk about this too, which isn't really that important. And I don't like to talk about money very often, but I, I want it to be noted that we, she is part-time. So mm-hmm. when, the hours she works kind of fluctuate. But before all of this happened, we were getting about, $200 roughly per paycheck. So that's $200 every two weeks. That is not $400 a month is not enough to live on. I mean, you can't even buy groceries for that these days. Um, so that was a scary thing. And then this whole thing happened and she was out of a job. So she was collecting unemployment, which was a whole nother issue. And I don't want to get into that, but they were adding $600 on top of the unemployment. So mm-hmm. we were getting like $2,400 a month. And that, that's crazy. I mean, that's, that's way more than she was, she was making before. And so transitioning back into her working again was really difficult because we're getting, you know, $2,400 a month. And that's great for savings for the future for us to be able to, to get a house and start, you know, just start life here as we've moved back to California. And, uh, and then it's just gone, um, which we have a good cushion, but it's not enough for us to start our life. Um, so well, we're keeping what we have. So we're like, we're worried. Much. We're worried because of what's happening. Um, but they've given her so many hours. Yeah. And this whole week she was going to work basically like a full-time job, which was exciting for us. Cause we're like money. <laughs> yeah. We get to save some money. We get yeah. to actually put some money aside. And, and then, then the riots happened. Yeah. Thank you peoples. And they cut all of her hours mm-hmm. and now we're back to square one. And this, that is the topic I want to get into next. That's the second topic. I wanted to roll from that topic into this topic. Curfew. We had to cut hours. We got to shut the store down. 
The curfew isn't about the rioters or the protesters. Don't flatter yourselves. It is about the people's safety that are working. And those that are uh, literally having their jobs lost because people are burning down buildings and destroying property. Um, people, People get fired during those times because they can't afford to pay for all of the things that are insured because that costs money, whether it's insured or not. It still costs money. That's first of all. Second of all, which by the way, small businesses... They aren't usually insured. They, they are losing a lot of money, uh, which, by the way, also, Mr. Beast is a YouTuber, um, which I have some exciting news about that. But he's giving away uh, $10,000 to small businesses, to several small businesses, um, $10,000 each to small businesses to, to help them in that as well. He's also giving $50,000 to uh, Black Lives Matter uh, organization uh, for racial injustice mm-hmm. and 50000 to... Uh, some uh, organization that helps with police brutality. Uh, I think he's, out of all of the YouTubers that I've seen so far, I think he's the the, the smartest investor that I've seen. So, um, But anyway, that that's just a side note. That has nothing to do with, with, the, with what I'm about to speak about today. I want to talk about the, the George Floyd and the riots. Um, George Floyd particularly, because that is how this all started. It became a thing of, of racism, which I don't think started as racism. Um, it just so happened that he was black and uh, the officer killed him. Um, but I, I do believe that there is a strong problem with racism. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm going to say that right now. I, I, don't, I don't think that it's right to be racist. I don't think it's okay uh, to, to, to uh, segregate uh, based off of color of your skin. That's, I think that's wrong. I want to... Um, I had this all up on my phone, but I'm using my phone to record it. I wasn't thinking about that when I did this. Um, anyway, let, let's have you talk a little bit while I look all this stuff up about uh, the riots and stuff and how it's affecting your job. Well, unfortunately, because of the whole riot situation, yes, the 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 tragic death of George Floyd was... He didn't deserve that, nor his family deserves that. Nobody deserves nobody, that. Nobody, 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 nobody. And pol- police brutality is it's not acceptable. And um, because of all this, these riots and stuff, and, and I think people are taking advantage of claiming this, this, this heartache as opportunities for, for them to go and loot other stores break out the stores and stuff and riot and, yeah, rioting and, riot, and looting yeah. i want this to be understood and that's why i want to give this definition a, a riot the definition of a riot is a violent disturbance of the peace by a crowd violent is the key word here mm-hmm. by a crowd that means multiple people causing violence <clears throat> uh, that's 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 hurting people that's destroying property that's vandalizing and looting that's part of a riot I mean, yesterday i read that they took a, a forklift straight to a best buy stores and they Smash the Best Buy door out here in California. While it was closed. While it was closed. Why? Because their intention was, oh, I'm going to go steal everything from in the store. Yeah, that, that has nothing to do with, with the racism problem exactly. or with the pr- police brutality exactly. problem. That has everything to do with their lusts and desires for, for their own wants and needs. Just because everything's chaotic, let's cause more chaos. A protest. I want to give the definition of a protest because I think that's important as well. It is a statement or action expressing disapproval of or objection to something, um, which I believe, I, sh- I strongly believe in protests. I think that it is an American right to protest. Yes. Uh, we're, you're covered by your, your First Amendment, 
to, to protest. You're allowed to protest. I think a lot of uh, situations have been solved with protesting. Um, a lot of situations have been made worse with riots. Uh, rioting and protesting, two completely different things. Rioting is destroying and killing and violent. Protesting is usually not as violent um, and it have, requires literally no killing, <laughs> and, uh, and it also gets your point across. Uh, uh, picketing is another uh, form of protesting. Mm -hmm. um, I, I strongly believe in that. I think that that's okay. I think that's right. I think that's. Uh, I think more countries should allow protesting, um, and we we have uh, a country where we're able to do that. Um, now, I also do believe that there are evil on both sides. I, I do I, I believe that there is uh, police brutality. Um, in fact, uh, that's kind of where I want to go with this. Um, I have a family. He, he wasn't really my family. Uh, his his brother um, was my is still blood I believe. Family. Huh? Blood family. He's not. He's not my blood family. But he uh, his brother. Um, the guy who I'm about to speak about right now, his brother is, uh, was a really, really good friend of my dad. A really good friend. I mean, like, they were brothers. They were pretty much inseparable. Um, spent a lot of time with each other. Um, they grew up with each other. I got to know him. I called him my uncle. That's how well we knew him. And, uh, and I don't know if I should give... Do you think I should give names? Yeah, I, I mean, I mean this it's, is it's the all, past. It's all in the past, and you, you're more than, it's all up... You can research this information yourself. That's how. Okay. It is. So um, I'm gonna I'm just gonna read it with what it says. Um, I remember when this was happening. Um, I remember um, how miserable the family was. Um, I remember um, our family in the situation. I remember everything. I remember meeting um, these people for the first time. Um, and this is, this is just kind of a glimpse at it. And this isn't the whole story, but this is a good portion of it that I think needs to be shared. Um, to those, this is 2006, to those who knew him, this is from uh, a website called streetgangs.com. Um, this is just a, a, uh, a story that was written out by, uh, someone named, uh, Samantha Gun, uh, Gonzaga. Um, but she, she wrote out what had happened, the events leading up to this. And there's multiple stories you can read, but this is, I think, the closest representation of what happened. Um, so those, he says, to those, she rather, to those who knew him, Long Beach resident Devin Eichenlob seemed the least likely person to arouse the ire of anyone, let alone law enforcement. He was a likable guy, said brother Doug Eichenlob. Doug was the one I called uncle quite a bit. 32, a Long Beach firefighter paramedic. 32 at the time, that was 2006. He says, talk to any one of my neighbors, his neighbors, the family. He's a lovable guy. He's the nicest guy. Quiet, maybe, but he'll give you the shirt right off his back. The Eichenlobs this week filed against Los Angeles County Sheriff Lee Baca a five-count federal civil rights and racketeering lawsuit alleging that their son was murdered. Eichenlob died Monday, the day after he got into an altercation with deputies from the Lakewood Sheriff Station who had mistaken his cell phone for a gun. Which, I, how do you mistaken something like that? <laughs> that's, that's kind of a huge mistake. It's a big, big deal. According to officials, the 39-year-old was walking in a residential area of Lakewood near Paramount Boulevard and Flan Flangel Avenue when he was approached at 5.40 p.m., 
This is towards the afternoon. The sun wasn't even down yet. By deputies. He allegedly ran away, although he didn't get very far, apparently. I don't, I, I don't think he ran. I think they found out that he didn't run, um, but that he was, he was worried and he was panicked. Uh, but deputies caught up with him. A struggle ensued, and he sustained injuries to which he later succumbed. An autopsy will be completed today, which the autopsy was completed. He, he died from internal bleeding, said uh, Lieutenant Joe Bale of the county coroner's office. It remains unclear why Eichenlaub was in the residential area about three miles from his Long Beach home at the time of the incident. The Eichenlaubs' lawsuit alleges that deputies illegally stopped him, arrested him, used excessive force against him, murdered him by beating him to death, and then engaged in wrongful conduct to cover up what they had done. Stephen Yegman, the Eichenlaubs lawyer, said some 20 deputies were involved with the conflict. That's 20 police officers that watched this whole thing ensue and and helped which was witnessed by several residents and bystanders people in the neighborhood came out of their houses and watched this happen responders reporters seeking comment on the lawsuit and the ongoing investigation into eichenlaub's death were directed to sheriff's department spokesman steve whitmer he could not be reached thursday evening Eichenlaub's death is being investigated by sheriff's homicide and internal affairs detectives, the coroner's office, the district attorney's office, and the sheriff's office of independent review, according to Wire reports. It's a lot of investigating. Doug Eichenlaub said his family, as well as residents who witnessed the struggle Sunday, remain in shock. I want this to be cleared as well. Doug is a firefighter. He's a paramedic in the fire department. Um, he, uh, I think, is now a part of the uh, SWAT team of the fire department in Long Beach. Um, as far as I know, he still is. Um, he was in the military uh, pretty much his whole life. He retired from the military. Um, and uh, sticking up for, for the freedom for the police to do what they had done to his brother. And still working in, uh, in a form of, of first responding by working in the, in the police department, or the fire department. <clears throat> but let me continue. He said his brother's injuries included head trauma, severe bruising, internal bleeding that caused blood to leak out of his ears, mouth, and rectum, and compartment syndrome. When a potty, when that's when a body part gets so swollen after being repeatedly hit that it, its blood circulation is cut off. Andrew Palmer and his friends said they watched the incident from a house 30 to 40 yards away. So they were pretty close, and they watched the whole thing happen. They said, he was screaming for help, said Palmer, 21 of Long Beach. The deputy on the upper part of his torso was hitting him with the blunt end of his flashlight, and a deputy on the lower end had a collapsible knife, and he was hitting the guy's calves with its blunt end. Another witness, speaking on condition of anonymity, said, deputies kept ordering Eichenlaub to show his hands as he was crying for help. The thing I don't understand was that they kept saying, let me see your hands, but... How could he when they're on his body like that, said the witness, a 22-year-old Long Beach resident. That guy's yells will stick in my head for the rest of my life. Residents who spoke to the press telegram described seeing the arrival of some 20 deputies who patrol car, whose patrol cars safe or blockly, blocked portions of the neighborhood. Another neighbor, who also spoke on condition of anonymity, said she was so concerned about Eichenlaub's safety that she called 911. We were shocked, Palmer said. You don't really want to get in their way. They say a guy has a gun, so what do you do? 
And the guy was resisting, maybe, but there were other ways to do this, to subdue a person, he continued. I've been around plenty of SH, and that was pretty intense. I want it to be also noted, Eichenlob, Devin, Eichenlob, is uh, white, comes from a white family. I do believe that police brutality is a serious thing. I think that it, 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 it's infectious in our country, and I think that it needs to be stopped. And I do believe that there needs to be something done in regards to it. Someone I knew. I think to entice rioting, to say that it's okay to riot, to be for it, to even do it yourself, disrespects my own family and George Floyd. You disrespect the black people who are standing up for their rights. You disrespect all of the people that fought in this country to give you the right to destroy other people's businesses and rights. You talk about love, you talk about equality, and this is what you do? This is not love or equality. Where's the love shown to my family? Devin did not deserve what he got. He had his problems, and I knew of some of them. But he did not deserve that. In fact, if, if you knew me at all, if you knew where I came from, you would know that I, I, I strongly looked up to Doug. I, he was a hero to me. And to see him go through what he went through was terrible. It was one of the hardest moments, I think, in, in anyone's life that anyone that knew him. For you to disrespect George Floyd's life like this makes me sick. There was really no justice for Devin. There was no justice for his family. For the rest of their lives, they have to live with this. But imagine... Imagine how it would be if people peaceably protested the death of this man. But now I name the, the name of, of Devin Eichenlob, and not a single one of you watching right now knows who I'm talking about. If I name the name of George Floyd, everybody thinks of rioting. And you say, well, that's just because the, the, the media has caused you to, to believe that. That's exactly what the media wants you to think. That's exactly what the police want you to think and want you to do about it. Same thing with 92, right? Yeah. The truth of the matter is, whether it's the police or whether it's just regular people like you out there rioting and burning down churches, burning down businesses, killing cops, because I don't believe they're killing themselves, Whatever the case may be, if you are for it, you have just announced yourself to be an enemy of literally everybody you love. Because the day that it comes to your neighborhood and they start smashing in your house windows or apartment or wherever you live, or they come to your mother or 
father's business, place of work, and they decide to burn it down because of the lack of support that you're giving them. Or maybe, uh, maybe you do give them support and they decide, you know what, I really don't care. You're white, I'm just gonna shoot you anyway because you're against me automatically. Even white people are doing this, mind you. It's not just one side or the other. This wasn't a thing of racism. It was a thing of police brutality. Now it's become a thing of racism because you guys have made it so. I will say this, black lives matter. I do believe that. I believe that with a certainty. We are to love everybody. Yes. And I do believe that black people do have a harder time in this country than most. I believe that they are treated less. There are still uh, lingering cases of, of racism, and a lot of it. They are treated poorly. So are Muslims. So are Chinese people, Asian people, just in general. So are anybody else that comes from a different background. Mm -hmm. So are Hispanics. I live in an Hispanic, with an Hispanic family. <laughs> My wife is Hispanic. Actually, her parents came, born and raised, in El Salvador. Yeah. They are treated with racism as well. In fact, not that long ago, an Hispanic person called you racist. <laughs> Which is funny, because he yep. was Hispanic and she's Hispanic. It's a struggle for everybody here in the United States. White people less so. You, although I've been called several times in my life racist by white people, which doesn't make any sense to me because I've never spoken ill against a certain color before in my life. In fact, I had a friend in high school who was black, but yet somehow I was racist. I've said well, for several friends. The problem isn't with racism. The problem is with your hatred. What we need is to stop police brutality. We do need to stop racism as well. The more you, you bring it up and the more you fight against people, the more racism you're spreading. You need to stand arm in arm with one another. Mm -hmm. I have seen parts of this protest that were peaceful. Yeah. I have seen... Uh, uh, areas where, where even police and, and the protesters are getting along. I think that's great. Um, I've seen even churches get involved, which uh, is good in some areas and bad in others. Uh, to say that you're okay as a church with the rioting and the looting and the killing is, I think, anti-biblical. But to protest against racism, which I believe racism is a sin. In fact, I know it's a sin. <laughs> And I believe that, that people that uh, support racism uh, are anti-God. Um, they're anti-American even. But I do believe that we need to be extremely careful about which side we are playing for. Mm -hmm. Anything to add? No, you said everything. I want to talk about the curfew. Now that the curfew has been here, this is an evidence of the riots not working. You have 
literally, and I've said this already, but you have literally, by rioting and causing this curfew, you have literally caused money to be gone from our own pockets. Uh, you have caused work hours to be cut from our own jobs. Um, and you have made it so it's even that much harder for me to be able to feed my family because I can't even go to the stores because I have to be home by five o'clock every day. Mm -hmm. Think about what you're doing. And then those who are working till basically curfew, we can't even go after, after work to go get some groceries to, to bring home. They got to go straight home. They got to go straight home. Or join in the riots. <laughs> Those are the two options. And I'd, rather, I'd really rather not be destructive and hurtful during this time. I also want to mention that George Floyd's brother came out in an interview saying that he is against the riots. He thinks that it's dishonoring George Floyd's name and his family, and he's extremely upset about it. He says that his brother, George Floyd, I don't know this for sure, I just got to take it based off of his brother's word mouth. I, I have to assume this is how he was. Um, I think he was a churchgoer, I have no idea, but um, he said that he really cared about unity and about how we could always do the best. You always do better. You want to do the best out of your life. And by rioting and doing the things that you're doing, by causing this curfew and all of these other destructive things, you are dishonoring the name of George Floyd and his family. Mm -hmm. You're also dishonoring those in the past. Martin Luther King uh, is rolling over in his grave right now. All of the things that he had a dream for, you just dashed it all. Targets are also closing. Actually, all stores at this point are closing, but there's several stores uh, closing, start Target st stores that are closing in Southern California that are literally just closing down. They're not even opening at all. Mm -hmm. People have said that Target's been for it, but um, the closing down of Target stores doesn't prove that. They prove that they're scared. The CEO of Target obviously doesn't want his stores destroyed. Mm -hmm. Nor his employees' lives endangered. There's unless, a lot of, unless they go out in the riots themselves. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of uh, um, things that I have against Target. Um, I mean, this podcast they'd probably be against because it speaks about the things of God. But... I don't believe that anyone's business should be destroyed like that. Doesn't matter how much money they have. Unless or it's anything. unless it's something that is exceedingly sinful, like I don't know, pornography or something. <laughs> then maybe. But but even still. I want to talk about in closing this last topic, which I think is a good way to, to end this this section of topics. The Bible verse that says that every knee will bow to God and every tongue will confess the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I um, I spoke about this last weekend and I was talking to Melody about it. You know, it's an amazing thing to think about. You, you, you hear these words and you tell, you're, you're told 
probably from your pastor as well that you should you should uh, remember these words and and that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess and and it's true but we should also be thinking that even those that don't believe in God that don't care about God in fact that even hate Jesus are going to be forced to bow and they're going to be forced to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord that's amazing to me and then we started talking and she said what about Callie I said, yeah, even Callie. Callie's our dog. Imagine imagine dogs, pets, just animals in general, bowing and saying that Jesus is Lord. We'd all freak out. It's an amazing thing to think about. And during times of, of hardship and during times of struggle and, and protesting and, and, and just complete chaos, it's an amazing thing to think on Jesus. The fact that we get to bow before him, that he could even be a part of our lives. Just amazes me. I want to notice that police brutality needs to be stopped. I believe that uh, there's a lot of unjust deaths. George Floyd was not the first. Devin Eichenlob was not the first. No. I also want to talk about a man named Jesus who died unjustly as well. He rose again from the dead three days later. But he was killed by the authorities. Mm -hmm. Tortured. Worse than George Floyd even. And it's not right. It's been happening for centuries. Decades. The difference between his death though and anyone else's is that he was perfect. He did nothing wrong. No sin. Not a single thing. He didn't break any laws. Yeah. All he did was love people. He never fought with anybody. Well, I really don't want to go through the rest, but I'm going to because I think it's needful. The song of the day is only Jesus by Casting Crowns. It's a beautiful song. You don't want to be remembered for anything else but Jesus. Yes. When I die, I don't want to be remembered for all the riots that I've caused, but I do want to be remembered for how much I told people about Christ. That's what I want to be remembered for, no matter how I die. If my death causes more hatred than it does love, it makes me wonder what kind of a person I really am. Pray that my death does not. The book that I want to recommend to you guys, especially during this time, is a book called How to Pray by R.A. Torrey. Fantastic book on prayer. You want to know how to pray and pray effectively, that is the book to read. That is the best book on prayer I've ever read. It's easy to understand. R.A. Torrey is a fantastic preacher, a speaker, um, but this book is, is, just, is a really good one to read over and over again. So buy it. Um, all of the links for everything will be in the description, so you can check it out. Even even the link to uh, what we're talking about with Devin and uh, to George Floyd's brother as well. You can watch all of those and read all of those down in the links below. Let's get into the Bible study. Yeah. Straight to it. Isaiah 30 is where we're at. 
Matthew 18, Ephesians 6, and Psalms 81. So if you want to pause, go to those verses, chapters, um, that would be great. If not, I'm going to continue. Isaiah 30, verse 5, says, They were all ashamed of a people that could not profit them, nor be in help, nor profit, but a shame, and also a reproach. Oh, cool. That was delightful. Sorry. That's probably um, curfew. the curfew. <laughs> yeah. Letting everyone know there's still a curfew. Um, so yeah, the, uh, the people could not profit them. This is what I said. I said the rioters are rioting today for what? The people cannot help you. You scream and shout, burn and destroy for attention, but what happens once you receive it? Does it change anything or does it destroy forever the future that you once had? What is, what is the people going to do? I mean, if, if to the rioters, mm -hmm. if, the, if President Trump stopped right now and he said, what can I do to help? Would that satisfy you? Would that solve the problem, fix the situation? To the protesters, yeah, same, same question. What would you do? And can he even really help? Isaiah 30, in verse 15, it says, For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, I in, ret uh, in return, I, I in return, <laughs> why am I reading this so wrong? I in returning and rest shall be saved, in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength, and you would not. In other words, to return to God, you shall be saved, mm -hmm. and you'll get rest. And your strength will be quietness and confidence when you're saved. But people would not do it. I said, you want peace and justice? God says to return. You will not find it until you return to him. My entry to this, it says, it seems that America is falling under the same fallen state as the children of God here. We want to do things on our own and get our own justice without the influence of God. It doesn't matter who we will have to hurt, kill, or beat out of our way in order to get it even if that requires family and friends. But God says he will take care of his wayward creation. The only way to avoid this judgment is to turn back. You want an America that is free or just? I believe you're looking in the wrong direction. Yep. I want it to be stated that slavery was not ended by riots. There is really nothing in history that was ever accomplished by rioting. Slavery was ended by a war. People killing each other. The North against the South, our own country killing each other. I think to dwindle down that war into a, a so-called riot is to, to bring disservice and dishonor to those that have lost their lives for that particular cause. Matthew 18, verse 3. says, And said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. I said, Childlike in faith, but adult-like in service. Matthew 18, 22 says, Jesus saith unto him, I say unto thee, until seven times, but until seventy times seven. 
I say not unto thee until seven times. In other words, there, he was asked, how many times should I forgive people? And he said, should I forgive them seven times? And, and Jesus said, not seven times, but 70 times seven. In other words, keep forgiving. Don't stop. It should be noted that even if someone has done you some sort of wrong, it is the Christian's job to forgive before even implied. Moody quote. Yay! Deal Moody said um, about uh, Matthew 18, 3, and, which says, And said, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. He said, As little children, not foolish, not playful, but gentle, obedient, truthful, pure, trusting. That is what a little child should be in their faith. My entry to this is Jesus was very fond of reminding the people that we are to forgive one another. People often think that God is nothing but anger and rage, and all he really does is get mad at his creation for the way he created it. This is false. God so deeply loves us and wants nothing more than for us to unite in his love for his pleasure. We have chosen not to accept it. And in so doing, we have caused great harm to those that we say we love. Why did it get so dark? And we do not forgive because we do not heed the words of Christ. We choose to follow our own pride and our own righteousness. And it's because of this that we miss out on the very blessings of God and the future reconciliation of brothers. Anything to add? Ephesians 6 verse 7 says, With good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men. I say we serve God. Our church must serve God or not serve at all. Yeah. Ephesians 6.18 <clears throat> says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Praying sometimes, praying when possible, praying when necessary. No. Praying always with all the prayer you can for all the people you can. Just pray without ceasing. Don't stop praying. In everything, pray. Moody quote. Yay! <laughs> I just like doing it. Dion Moody said um, about that same verse. He said, prayer must always be the four horse of the team. Do whatever is wise, but not till thou hast prayed. Send for the physician if thou art sick, but first pray. Begin, continue, and end everything with prayer. The entry to this that I put was the chapter of Ephes this chapter of Ephesians is the arsenal for the Christian. We understand by this chapter and many others that our warfare is not based on the view of outward appearance. Even the wars of this world where we fight against each other is due to spiritual conflict. Satan has tools of warfare as simple as God does. Satan's tools are to destroy and kill. He likes to divide and does it with pride. God's tools are compassion, love, and motivation. He likes to unite and humble. God gives us an apt description of the warfare, and instead of giving you tools to break the enemy down and destroy them, he gives you armor to guard yourself against the enemy, and he allows you weapons for defense. Apologetics can be summed up in the description of the armor of God. The helmet of salvation, it's where the armor begins, and it gives certainty to the rest of the armor. The breastplate of righteousness allows your godly works to guard you from the ungodly words of others. The best of truth, the, the, the belt of truth, sorry, holds everything together. Your feet are swift to give the gospel of peace while the world is ready to divide and destroy. Your shield is your faith in the one living God. Then the sword of the spirit is God's own word. And it's not about how we use his word, but about us giving it accurately. 
the sword will do the stabbing whether you intend it to or not. Anything to add? Mm-mm. Psalms 81 is the last of it. Psalms 81 verse 1, it says, Sing aloud unto God our strength, make a joyful noise unto the God of Jacob. So what an awesome sound it would be to hear all sing to the Lord at once. That would be very beautiful. Instead of, everyone, one day. instead of everyone fighting and rioting and, and hurting each other, killing each other, everyone just sings to God in unity. Amazing. Psalms 81.3, blow up the trumpet in the new moon in the time appointed on our solemn feast day. So can we picture the fat glowing moon and not be amazed by its creation? Have you not stared at a full moon long enough to be awestruck by the beautiful portrait in which God is painted in the sky? I like to look at the moon a lot, sometimes probably more than I should, but uh, when it's a full moon especially, something's just so amazing about that. I know, because you can see it beautifully, especially when it's like up close and like it's like that reddish-orange. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Big, fat. Beautiful, beautiful picture, and just, you could just... How can anyone see that and be like... Yeah, that was just an accident. Yeah, for real. That's, that's crazy to me. Beautiful creation that God had made. My entry to this is, it has been said that the book of Psalms is a tight hug to the Christian, but you never know how lovely that hug is until you are going through a season of trials and testing. What the world needs right now is not equality. God knows we'll never find it. It's not money, for you will never have enough. It's not even a job or a friend. What the world needs now is godly compassion and Christ-like evidence in the Christian today. We need a people that are willing to stand up for truth and are willing to love those that hate them. We need a people that will unite arm in arm with brothers and sisters of the faith so that we can give this hug from the book of Psalms to the world so that some might be saved. In the end, that's all that will really matter. I have nothing else to say. I'm severely disappointed in, in both sides. I'm so disappointed in the police. I'm disappointed in uh, the rioters. I'm disappointed in the white people, black people, Hispanic people, anyone that's involved with, with the, the, the hatred and, and the tearing down of, of others. Yeah. Disappointed. I've seen many celebrities uh, petitioning to get these, hate, these same hateful people out of prison. There are some that don't deserve to be in prison. But there's a good majority that do. I think it's wrong to pay into something like that when it affects our livelihood. It affects our businesses. And it affects my family. Mm-hmm. Especially to the point where I can't even buy groceries. There's nothing pray more Pray for our nation. Yeah. And everything, Pray. I guess I can say if you have comments, you want to talk about it, send it into Anchor, comment on Facebook. That's it.